2: everyone welcome back to what's Biz live from our barangari studios great to have your company for the call 10 stocks picked by you i put those stocks to our expert panel we do it all in 60 minutes it's fast it's furious it's very informative mainly because of these two grady wolf from bell directors with us grady good to see good you good to see you too ben clark from tms capital on the panel again ben good thanks. to see you thanks for having me um Look, we've got a lot to get through. As usual, we always run out of time and have to really skip away towards the end of the show. So let's get stuck straight into it. Uh, The first five stocks this half hour, uh, you want us to take a look at Ingham's uh, Nickel Industries, uh, Nova Minerals, Osbrokers, and Delta Lithium. Stock of the day, though, has got to be Gold Resources. Um, just has been has tanked on the market today. Uh, lowered its gold production forecasts for its Gruya project. Uh, the reliability of production drills and blasting resources were below expectations. Significant rain also a factor. The company expects its cost guidance for the year to be impacted as well. Um, ben, this is the problem with mining stocks, yeah. <laughs> my, You stole my opening sentence. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I'm trying it back out at you because you always tell me this. Yeah. It's not as easy as just digging dirt out of the ground.
0: No, there's so many moving parts in mines, but when you yeah. go and visit the mines, you realise just how complicated. Mm. Yep. It's actually amazing that I think a lot of companies are able to hit guidance because mm. there's so many things that can change after they give it. But um, look, I'm, I, I'm I'm not. I would say I would start by saying I'm not a gold bull. Um, I'd probably be a gold bear if anything. And yeah. so for that reason, I I I'd probably avoid gold road. I think it is one of the higher quality
2: producers. Yeah, it's a favourite of so nice. many here on on the panel that Arenda resource stocks, Gold Roaders. Yep. A bit of a darling
0: yeah it's got a good management team i think they're you know well run um and I, I i get you know the gold is still in the ground and that's the thing it's these sort of days you have to take when you invest in mining stocks heavy rain events and yep. various production issues are apart for the course if you like gold road it's probably a buying opportunity i would say if you're bullish on gold right um because i'm okay. not i would say it's maybe a hold after the pullback because um you know the market will move on past this, right? But you regard it as one of the better gold yeah, stocks, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Okay. There's, a, I think, there's a few really high quality gold. If, if you if you're going for gold, you want to be in the in the management teams that have got a track record of executing well, right. good M and A, and most importantly, running mine sites efficiently.
2: Okay. So why aren't you a gold bull? Uh well see I'm old enough to remember every time there's inflation, <laughs> yeah. gold goes through the roof. still pretty high.
0: It's mm. high here. It's not yeah, yeah. in America anymore. It's four yeah. percent now and it's gonna be less than three next month. Right. So inflation um the US as well Yeah, and but truly, the gold
2: price has held up. It's held really, up yeah. it's still above nineteen hundred, isn't it? It is
0: it is, but Inflation, it's not perfect, but it is receding across the, the world and right. it will continue to do so over the next 12 months. So I think if you have, your onus for owning gold is inflation, I think you're looking right. in the rear view mirror. Yeah. Um, I also think like you've seen everywhere, like you know, if you look at the UK last night, which did print a high, a nasty month, they're now talking about a 6% terminal rate in the UK, um, which was like they were expecting it to be five only a few months ago. So there's now like a so real...
2: It's 6% in our parlance cash rate. Cash rate.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's where they reckon interest rates will peak. And yeah. that means there is a real cost. Like if, if gold is a safe, uh, a store of safety or a store of value, you can also now have potentially money in a bank account earning a very, like in Australia, you can get a 5% term deposit rate now. Yeah. So there's a cost to holding gold. Yeah. You know, which there wasn't a year ago. Yeah. Uh, so like with crypto or some of the other things we've seen. So. Yeah. That would be the other reason I'd be bearish on Gold. Okay.
1: Um, grading. Gold Roads is one of our picks at Bell Potter, so we have a buy yeah, rating. Only
2: yeah. I mean, a couple of yes, weeks ago it came up. Yes, it did. Yeah, yeah, year, yeah, yeah. And
1: I personally am invested in Gold Road. So right. I, the reason that, obviously the bad, is that they have downgraded guidance, but it's not actually that significant amount. So it's only, they're now projecting between 320 to 350,000 ounces per annum, um, but they they the previous guidance was 340 to 370 so it's not too significant no. normally you see a massive downgrade and obviously yeah. the markets responding because this week we've had a lot of companies come out downgrading guidance so the investors are so responsive to any downgrade in any form 8%
2: eight, eight drop in share price just this morning it's a bit that's over, a, the, top. So yeah. are, over yeah, the top it's low so your so yeah it's You're excessive
1: absolutely okay. but yeah as I was saying investors are just so responsive to any downgrading guidance of any yeah. kind so mm-hmm. this week, best and less tanked but they they had a big downgrading guidance. Whereas yeah. then you have this kind of thing, they're saying, oh, it's downgrade. And then they're just selling out, but right. it's not actually as bad as it looks. Um, they actually, the thing we like about Gold Road is that naturally you have the significant rain event like that's nothing wrong with the mine itself that's mm. nothing wrong with operations there's nothing wrong with the board it's yep. simply mother nature which affects ag chem stocks and other things like that as well but you've, what we would love about this company is that they have their fingers in a lot of gold pies it's not just this Goyer project they have a 19.99% stake in De Grey Mining which has the Molina Gold Project so that's oh. another one and then they also have exploration in the Yamana um, gold region in WA so they've got a lot on their plate they're not just focused on this. So they have money money coming in from quite a few different areas and uh, the Molina Gold Project as well. So at the same time, it's it's bad today, right. but it's it, the outlook is long-term.
2: Are your analysts bulls on gold?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We have right. ours, Orcorp and Gold Road are the two picks, but yes, bulls on gold.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right. So you say buy on the weakness. Buy on the weakness. Absolutely. Now, which sort of backs. Back yeah. Ben it's, it's, said, yeah. Look, yeah. Ben, Ben's got a hold, but saying if you're a gold bull. Yeah. Like, Bella, it's a good company and you buy it like it. Absolutely. Because yeah.
0: Gr- Grady's right. Like, it was a small downgrade. It's not you know, that we're, much, we're, yeah. We're talking like maybe 3 or 4% downgrade. Yeah. yeah. It could even, they could still hit guidance by the end of the
2: year. Yeah. yeah th- so, uh, obviously, the psychology of the market from what you're both saying and, and loss is they're spooked by any downgrade by at the anything. moment. So, if you're in a company that's a good company, mm. okay, uh, CSLs. Yes. Downgrade. Mm. Absolutely. what did it get down to, low 270s yep. or mid-270s? Oh, yep. High 270s. High 270s, 270s yeah. Back into the mid-280s now. Yeah. I think at the time everyone was saying, hey, it's a good company. Yeah. Bit of a downgrade, but who cares? So everyone was saying
1: buy-in that day. It yeah. was It was... The most sold-off stock, and it took the market with it. Took it. Lots of volatility. But at the same time, it's a leading global biotech company, yep. and yep. the only reason is Forex, which you can't really control. Yep. Like as again, again, the same as this. Their management's good. They're growing. Their company's great. They've yep. got the plasma yep. division. So it's like there's yep. nothing wrong with the company. Yeah. But being, yeah.
2: don't get spooked by all downgrades. No, I mean I.
0: I would say with CSL. I think it was a bit poorly handled. Like um, it's not a good look when a new CEO comes in and gives yeah. a downgrade straight away. And yeah. um, that I, it felt a bit un-CSL to me, if that made sense. Right. Like yeah. they didn't handle that particularly well because it wasn't just this year, it was the guidance for next year was yeah. quite a bit below market. Yeah. And that's because, you know, they've got these, they spoke about these lingering COVID issues, which have meant the costs um, of collecting plasma and blood mm. is higher than the market's expecting. Yeah. Margins are lower. You sort of like you sort of think they must have probably known that before the end of June. Um, right. So I, I, personally, I was actually a bit disappointed by it. I, I, I thought hmm. kind of the reaction so that to me bad was a bit t- warranted. On the new boss? Maybe I'm the old boss, right? You mm-hmm. know, maybe he should have got that news out before he left mm-hmm. and yeah. given the new CEO. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. A Fresh start. That's a good point.
2: All right, let's get into uh, the stocks you want us to take a look at. Grady uh, Alexander wants a view on Inghams, the big. Uh, chicken Australia's biggest chicken if you eat any sort of chicken from KFC to Coles to Woolies it's basically Ingham's but it's also in food stock family sold out quite a while ago didn't they to private equity you took it over refloated it And it's paid for one of the family's flash weddings over last weekend, too, in Paris. Not many people could just pick up all their friends and go to Paris for (laughs) a wedding unless you've flown the coop, so to speak, and and sold the chickens
1: unless you had the chickens and I wonder if they had chicken on the menu there but for us it's a hold rating at the moment with a price target of $2.80 now there's a few reasons for this it's inflation interest and grain so we're seeing feed costs are coming down and they've been in significant downdraft for a little while now which is great because they were modestly higher last year but obviously that's to feed the chickens Um, but we're seeing that wheat uh, there's contraction in the wheat prices so that's going to come back up they're seeing that the downdraft is going to slow so that's going to be a big cost on their front next year or expected in the end of this year for next year and into FY25 as well. Another reason that we've got the hold is that the um, the higher well, we've got volumes are down for one so volumes this year they operate in Australia and New Zealand for Australia it's down three uh, percent year on year in Q3 and it's essentially flat in the first half of FY23 then volumes year to date are down one percent but everyone's still eating chicken so, we know last time I spoke about this stock on the show, the roosters were underperforming. So, that's led to the downgrade in the volumes because right. the roosters are just not okay. doing their job.
2: Yeah, yeah, not the NRL team. No, it no, no. no. We're not talking NRL. We're talking both. about actual, well, but, yeah. like, chickens. Feathered <laughs> yeah. <fended> roosters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
1: roosters themselves. I'm not an NRL girl. So, actual roosters. Um, they're undersupplying and underperforming. So, right. lack of eggs have led to lower volumes. And then that um, they have got higher prices. They didn't implement higher prices for the chicken and eggs because of the inflationary mm. pressures. So, all in all, um, we're just seeing that the 2023 is a tough year. They have got some cost, um, cost reductions through the cheaper feed. But at the same time, you've got that against low volume. So, it's kind of negates really. So, right. hold at the moment as we do see that um, the, the demand's there, but they're not really matching it. So, yeah. until volumes come back up, it's a hold at the moment.
0: Okay, mm. agree all those reasons i think also just a couple of things i'd add always be wary of businesses that have woolworths and coles as their main distribution outlet because they just don't let you earn too much money if they see they can see the earnings that are going through the till every day and they'll adjust it accordingly because they'll they've got the power in those relationships um it's got a bit of debt you know it's it's not unmanageable, but the two and a half times debt to equity ratio is kind of up there. It's like I think that's still a relic of the private equity ownership. Right. You know, they sort yeah. of look geared it up coming to market. Um Shock but,
2: mate. Yeah. <laughs> are you always wary of Companies that have gone into PE and then floated. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I reckon you've got to give it
0: two to three years right. for the accounting trickery to wash through the accounts. Yeah. Like, the, the stuff okay. they can pull is amazing. I got caught mm. with
2: years ago, Dick Smith and Meyer, when that happened. They had <laughs> yeah. never ever to do it again.
0: Yeah. I think some, some have got a better reputation, like, you know, like Champ, I, I think, have got a really good reputation, yeah. and there's others that have got a reputation for passing yeah. it on. So... Yeah um yeah but generally i, I think no. okay. don't run i mean they're the smartest guys in the room typically and yeah. you're buying off them uh, okay. so be careful
2: all right uh next stock uh is a resources stock in the nickel industries as the name implies over wants have you been on nickel industries of course nickel are a big ingredient in stainless steel um they've got interests in Projects
0: in Indonesia. Yeah, I've never really looked at this one. It was quite an interesting stock to have a quick read of. Um, they've just done a, a big placement to a company called United Tractors, which is an Indonesian business, I think. Grady's right. probably going to correct me on some of this. No, it's um,
1: exactly right. <laughs> okay,
0: and um, uh, they've raised like nearly a billion dollars from them at a dollar ten per share. Um, the stock, as we can see there, is trading at ninety cents. So. This company took a massive, like it was, I think it's a twenty percent weighting in the business, which is the most they can take, um, and um, they they did it at a big premium to the share price at the time. So that's kind of interesting, um, and they're using these funds to fund the development of a new mine that or new project that they're coming online, which is going to make them one of the five largest nickel producers globally. Uh, they've got a couple of other big strategic shareholders there as well. It's like a $2.7 billion company, i would never really looked at it, so. yeah. but it's, it's so tightly held. You right. know, they're like the big shareholders account for <coughs> the register. It's trading on six times forward earnings, I'd say be careful of that. The nickel price is notoriously volatile, so you know, it can be, you could actually say it was actually on 15 times or two times. Pays a dividend. It's on about a 6% yield. So that's a tick. It's profitable on its current operations. I'm going to go buy. Just, whoa. Yeah. I mean, look, I want to do more work because I really did look at it for about five minutes. But <laughs> um, it, it did look interesting. It's cheap. It's, I think, in a good spot. Like, clearly, resources look pretty good at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll go buy. Okay.
1: Grady? Double buy. It's going to the committee. Oh, yeah. oh, right. <laughs> so, the reason that we have a buy... So, um, I had to look into this company as well. Bells do cover it, but I hadn't really covered them in too much detail before. I'll even look them up. But we have a buy with a price target of eight uh, $1, sorry, at 84 cents, not $8. Um, I had to look into the whole Indonesian thing because Indonesia actually banned the export of nickel back mm. in 2009. Oh no, back in 2017, sorry. Right. and. Um, 2014. So they had, they got this um, first mine. They commenced operations in Indonesia in 2009. Started exporting the nickel and then had to rein it in because the Indonesian government wanted to put the downstream options back into indonesia to reinvest it back into uh, indonesia economy yeah, a
2: sovereign risk issue
1: sovereign and- risk issue exactly and so then they started expanding in indonesia to get the downstream options and then export it so um yeah it's really mm. exciting it's really interesting as well um, they make up they're invested in the in the impw or imwp uh, area which is the i think it's one of the fifth largest steel producers in the world so um it's really interesting to see how it's all Working and and Indonesia is the one of the world's top nickel producers. So, mm. understanding all of that, it's they're in the right geographic region, um, and they have these new. As Ben was correctly saying, with the share placement and um, things like that, it's they hold 19.99% until the deal's complete, and then once it's underway, I'm pretty sure they have a. Um, I don't know if it unwinds or they just have a stake in the mine itself, not the whole company. Um, but that'll be interesting to see how it goes. But again, mm-hmm. they, they did do it at a premium, so that was just really interesting to see. Um, so, given this funding has now come through, it's gonna accelerate the growth for CY23 and 24. So, pending the final investment decision, the construction should commence by the end of this year for that new mine and new operations. It's a really exciting time. They've already got mines underway. They've already got mines operating. And the good thing about these mines is they've, is they've always maintained um, the guidance range. So, mm-hmm. they set guidance and always continue to produce exactly what that is. So, and the nameplate amount as well. So understanding all of that it's a really aggressive growth outlook but it's really exciting times and they've got the money to do it so cash yeah they've got the money so why not keep going all right
2: yeah okay thank you for that suggestion that was a bit of a uh, a agenda came through appreciate it Uh, now William Grady wants a view on Nova Minerals William Mm. says may I suggest uh, this one's never been covered on the call (laughs) Uh, Nova Minerals I've got a bit of an inkling but um, Uh let's see, or update it anyhow. Uh gold and lithium projects uh in the US, Canada, and Australia, in Alaska as well.
1: Yeah, it's we it's a very small cap, market, market cap, it's 54 million. Right. Um so generally no brokers cover it, we don't cover it. So I had to do a bit of a deep dive to have a look. Um as you can see see the share prices come off in a time where gold prices have been really strong. So anyone exploring for gold is should be kind of capitalizing on this and in the uptrend uptrend of gold but what we're seeing is investors are a lot more hesitant to get into the exploration phase until a company is really close to the money making phase and into the mining uh-huh. process and this company isn't going to start uh, producing or even constructing the mine until 2026 2027 mm-hmm. so we're about three years off that in a time where gold is really high in spot price now so they're not capitalizing on that because they haven't found the gold or start, even started to mine it so with that in mind, um, they did have a phase two scope study. Um, the heli- so they put the helicopters, pad crews, geologists are now on site ready to commence the next uh, preparations for the field program. But again, they are very, very early stage explorer. They're not even close to producing yet. So right. for me, I wouldn't even consider this one, to be yeah. honest with you. Um, but our, as I've said, our picks in the gold are Gold Road Resources and All So okay. yeah, I'd say that's a Ben.
0: It's really a play on exploration success. Mm. And so it's, these are like a bit of a punt to be honest, uh, that the, the share price there I think tells you that the market hasn't seen anything so far in the drilling results that warrant yeah. kind of a re-rating. Um, so, and, and we know that like, it's an expensive exercise drilling holes and there's gonna be further capital raising. So I'd be a sell as well.
2: I, yeah. I, I think it's one to wonderful. Yeah, a bit like early stage biotechs. Uh, yeah. But,
1: very
0: you
2: know, much so. You, you say, gee, I hope you succeed, but you know, <laughs> got a long road ahead yeah. and do you want to be the investor that they, if the mistakes happen and they keep coming back to you for more money? Yeah. yeah. And like- when yeah. there are other options nine and ten up. fail so yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah the
0: odds are heavily against you yeah
1: yeah you're okay. buying into the story yeah and so yeah.
2: yeah oh just as well howard's not, not here,
1: here. <laughs> i can say it because he's uh, not yeah. here <laughs> uh,
2: howard Coleman from team invest just <laughs> shudders every time anyone talks about stories um all right ben uh liz wants a view on Ozbrokers. the uh um, the insurance broking roller? Yes, yeah, looks good to me. I'm going to go oh. buy. Um,
0: okay. They've just done a placement actually and um, uh, look, if is the best way to think about it is it's an insurance broking service. So oh. most of us have used mortgage uh, brokers but Insurance brokers are a thing as well,
2: and and they rolled up over the years a completely. whole bunch of independent ones. Yeah,
0: so it's it's kind of an arbitrage on the um, multiple that they trade at on the market versus what they buy at on the. On, not on the market yeah, so yeah. they might go in and buy a, an insurance little insurance broken in business and pay them six times for their book and they're trading on 20 times forward yeah. earnings and you I get this immediate it. price accretion you've always got to be a bit careful of it we've seen many roll-ups childcare, law firms, et cetera, that have failed um, in we spectacular had fashion. education yep. yesterday
2: as an example. Okay, uh, there was one. childcare. Yep. yep,
0: and and remember ABC learning was the, the yeah. initial. Yeah, but look, I, I think the, the thing that's going in that a share year price the looks good, year? doesn't it's it? Huge. It's been a, an incredibly consistent business. You, if you went back five years, you'd see it's just very motors along nicely.
1: Does it
2: it reflect uh, the IAGs and the QBEs of the world, or are they a almost a paired trade that if insurance companies have to put up their insurance premiums, yeah, you're under a bit of risk, but as a broker, yeah, um, rising insurance premiums mean your percent your commission goes up as ben well. Com- exactly right. So it is
0: you don't have the risk of the payouts which the right. insurance companies take
2: so there if you want insurance it's better to go for these guys than the insurance company uh, I mean I guess
0: the insurance companies they can have a good year and they can have a bad year right. and if you get them at the right time you could make it probably a lot more upside in the good year yeah. but you're not going to need to worry about it with VOS brokers right. and that's Absolutely right, Kosh. Like, you know, insurance premiums are going up fast because of inflation and because of all the natural weather events. Yeah. And so if they write a policy for 1100 bucks in premium and they're getting 20% of it, and it was $1,000 a year before, you know, you're automatically getting a pay rise yeah. for doing the same amount of work. Yeah. Same with mortgage brokers. You know, five years ago, the average mortgage was a lot smaller than it is today. Um, the other good thing that they've got going in their favour is this area has... Um, it's been carved out of a lot of the regulatory issues that we've seen in the um, in the financial services mm-hmm. sector. And that's because um, Australians are seen as being uninsured. Well, uh, t- you know, we don't have enough insurance. Mm. So the government wants to encourage us to take on more insurance ourselves. So it's it has carved out, you know, if getting um, things like income protection, uh, life insurance, um, et cetera, um, they've allowed the brokers to continue to Keep the status quo. Um, and that has meant that they. So
2: their sales orientation rather than. Yeah, right. similar
0: with mortgage broking. You know, mm-hmm. like um, the mm-hmm. banks really wanted the Royal Commission to come down hard yeah. and they decided not to because they felt there was a service that was offering that well, was that's necessary.
2: I didn't know that. And Ausbrokers v Steadfast, the other major one in the group? I I think they're both great businesses. Mm, I think Osbrokers is the leader.
0: But I'm going to... Look, it's on 20 times forward earnings and a 3% fully frank yield. I reckon it's probably worth paying that. It's in an upgrade cycle.
1: All right. Uh, great. Same, nothing ever buy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, we like, well, Audminet has a hold, recently downgraded from a buy, but Macquarie and UBS both have a buy. So, and there's a lot of reason to really like this company. Now, first of all, we know insurance stocks are generally defensive stocks during the high inflation, high interest rate environment that we're currently in, the macro environment we're currently in. The company's profitable, rose to the profit, or NPAT rose to 80.84 million in um, 2022. P ratio um, of 39.32. that pays a dividend of 55 cents per share, and the yield of the, on the dividend is going up year on year. So those are tick, 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 tick. Lots of ticks mm. there that we like. Um, now the company we actually cover PSC Insurance, and we have a buy rating on them as well. But they currently were in talks to acquire half of Tizers Retail, which is a UK uh, insurance broking company, a retail broking business. Sorry, and um, those talks ended, and AUB really benefited from that. So AUB was going to take on well they own them and they were going to take on the full debt of them that um they had the risk associated with it with the with the um taking on the insurance that insurance company as we said insurance company goes through highs lows volatility and um, a lot of people aren't taking out insurance because it's costly and so, with this in mind, uh, Tizers is actually performing a lot better than expected. And so, given that the talks have um, ended, they're really benefiting from the fact that Tizers is really outperforming. Okay. So, that's another reason that we really like it. And the company also did a capital raise of $165 million to uh, aid the acquisition process with, um, a, with PSC insurance. So, right. they've got that money on hand now as well. So, it strengthens the balance sheet. And um, it kind of allows them to keep on going on the acquisition strategy. Mm. So yeah, really like the company. Potential risk is the insurance volumes and prices are closely tied to insurance cycles. But again, we're in a pretty like again as a broker, so you kind of don't really get that much Mm. preferred over steadfast. Uh, This is our one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: All right. Uh, And next up, we're back to the lithium space, (laughs) and uh, Mitch wants a view, Grady, on Delta Lithium. They're uh, Uh, basically based in the, what, Mount Ida Lithium Province in Western Australia, Explorer
1: again. Yes, another Explorer, Explorer, but they're closer this time than the last one, Um, much closer than Nova Minerals. In fact, they're actually targeting first direct shipping operations from, from... Q4 FY23, so almost now. And um, and so that's a really exciting time. They've got early Yenithara, so they've got the Mount Ida and Yenithara's exploration project that's showing really positive signs of a second larger resource and mining operation. So that that really strengthens their books. And as you can see, the share price kind of says, investors say they like what they're seeing. Um, what else we like about the company is that in, there's a lot of interest from the bigger players in the lithium space through M&A, and Gina Reinhardt has shown interest in this company, so in Delta mm. Lithium. So understanding that, um, and so is Mineral Resources; they've got strategic interest in this area, and Delta Lithium has come on their radar. So understanding that there's it kind of says there's a massive uh, out there's a massive outlook for this company, oh, well, and um, yeah, that's, a,
2: that's quite a big tick. It it be is. got Gina and then yeah Chris Ellison at Minres. well
1: then given Gina this week signed the agreement to um, export lithium to India that right. shows that she has she needs lithium to sell so right. given that's um, that's on the on her mind and this yeah. is a lithium producer who's near term ready to produce yep. says that they're in the right place at the right time um, Yeah, so December 23 the direct shipping order is set to start so okay. given that Very is on hard-wise. the horizon they're ready to go so yeah, I like it. We got a spec buy with a price spec target buy. of $0.85. Cents. Right.
0: Uh, ben? Yeah, it does look interesting. I, I'd never really looked at it. Um, it's got $90 million in cash is another thing I'd add there. So that's it's it's got plenty of working capital to get that mine up and into production. Um, it is close to production, as Grady said, with one of its prospects. It's got a second, looks like a pretty solid discovery. Um, it's got a uh, a Japanese 15% shareholder in, in Dempsu. I hadn't heard of them before, but they've recently oh, Dempso, come on to the big,
2: Yeah, really big yeah in, in Japan.
0: Okay, so look at... I'm going to go a hold, just because right. I feel like there's a bit of M&A hype in this space again at the right. moment. But, I, you know, I think it's... Hard to criticise where they're at, and it's probably what you're looking Do they for. they
2: have reasonable management? or I don't know. You, yeah, no. I'm not too sure. Right, yeah.
0: okay. There's so many of these There's so many players. There's
1: so many players. Really
0: hard to it's keep up with it all. Yeah. It's
1: hard to know all the names because some of them mount this, mount that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which one yeah, belongs to who?
0: Completely, and they <laughs> <Yeah>. keep changing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, yeah. All <laughs> right, let's um, uh, recap the first five stocks. Uh, Gold Road, a buy from Grady. A hold from Ben because he's not a gold bull. Uh, but if you are a gold bull and you're bullish on gold, uh, Gold Road is um, uh, high up in terms of uh, a quality uh, gold stock. And you know, you'd it'd be a buy if you're a gold bull, but uh, Ben's not. Uh, Ingham is uh, a hold from both. Uh, Nickel Industries is uh, a buy from Grady. Uh, Ben's only. Uh, giving him a, a quick look, going back to do more work, but he likes what, what he sees and uh, um, uh, would class it as a buy, but needs to do more work. Uh, Nova, a sell from uh, from Ben, a no from Grady. Osbroker's a buy from each. Delta Lithium, a hold from Ben, a spec buy from Grady. Uh, here on the call, we've been following our own uh fantasy investment fund is picked by our investment committee of which uh, one ben clark is on that committee uh you can watch the last committee meeting the june one on osbiz.com at that meeting going into june south 32 was replaced by altium woodside removed altogether its weighting of three percent was split between csl linus and west farmers elders was removed it's weighting split between the newly added Avita Medical and RPM Global. Uh, let's see how the portfolio is performing. Uh, it's up 8% since inception. Uh, ben, in retrospect, the uh, changes have turned out all right? Yeah, it's
0: all right. I mean, um, maybe... Like what we've seen in the last couple of weeks I think is really interesting is China cutting rates. Um, yep. You know, it's it's like the only country in the world that doesn't have an inflation problem and it's the yep. only country in the world that's in a rate cutting cycle at the moment. Yeah. It's pretty bizarre when you think about it, like, you know, they only came out of lockdowns five months ago, yep. so yep. that's given a bit of a push for the resource stocks in the last couple of weeks as that's oh. flown through. But. Um, I really like Altium. Like I think that's um, a good one to yeah, hold going a into reporting season. Yep. Yeah, absolutely.
2: All right, let's get into the uh, second half of the show. Uh, we take a look at Cedar Woods Properties, Platinum Asset Management, Bellevue Gold, Ingenia, and Paladin. Um, all right, Cedar Woods Properties. Uh, ben wants a view on that. Ben, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a different Ben wants a view. Um, recently, came out with a downgrade, yeah. didn't they? Uh, which yeah. really affected the market. Um, when Cedar Woods property has come up on the call before, it's had a pretty good rep actually as yeah. a property developer.
0: I think they're good operators. Yeah. They've got, I mean, the thing they've got is a big <coughs> land bank, and yeah. uh, they've got projects mainly in
2: WA, isn't right? It? Yeah,
0: very WA focused So I'd be a bit careful on this one at the moment, um, and maybe going back to Inghams I forgot to mention, and a one that's coming up. Definitely something you want to start thinking about is companies have got got reasonable levels of debt, because um, what you're going to find is that the jump in the interest costs is going to really start to eat into their profits. Um, And this is one where, you know, like it's not a criticism, it's their debt levels don't look overly aggressive, but it's around 50%. Um, It's got an asset backing of $5.10, so that's what the land and, you know, sort of the assets of the business have ind- independently been valued at, you got to remember that's after debt. So there is leverage there and, a, a, you know, a 10% drop in the value of the assets when you've got 50% leverage can mean a 20% drop in the asset backing. So right. that's just something to keep your mind on. Um, and then, what they came out and said was that the sales pipeline has slow has slowed and it sounds like it's slowed kind of semi rapidly in the last few months, which probably isn't a surprise to anyone that's got a decent mortgage at the moment. Mm. Because um, you know, I would say that Cedarwoods is in that probably that area of the market you don't want to be in, which is um, more value focused, probably yep. first families who are more sensitive to changes in interest rates. Yes, the spec housing. Yeah. And and the you know, like if they went to the bank a year ago and said, "What could we borrow?" It could be X, and now it's X minus twenty or thirty percent. So, yeah. near term, there's headwinds. I think I'll say a hold just because it's got a six percent dividend yield, trades on ten times mm-hmm. forward, it's not expensive, and it's got good assets. But <coughs> There's things there just to be a bit more cautious of now. Okay,
2: all right, let's go to the West Australian for her view. Yeah, obviously <laughs> On West Cedar St- Woods, uh, take <laughs> out the buyers.
1: It's a buy. <laughs> there uh, we go. Not because I'm from WA. Oh, it really I'm, is a buy? No, it is a buy. <laughs> <coughs> it Excuse actually me. is a buy <laughs> right. uh, with a price target of $5.20. Um, we see the near-term issues in the downgrade as just near-term issues. They're not long-term problems. Um, and when we're looking at the company, we have seen that they do, as you said, have a really strong land bank there's a housing crisis so they're going to need to use this land and Mm. builders are coming back on we had the building crisis where a lot of builders are going under and that's actually what we attributed to and that's what we're seeing so one of my friends actually works at Cedar Woods and I was talking to her about it and my friend actually bought one of the Cedar Woods houses in the development in Subiaco in WA and they were saying that it's just simply that some of the builders they were using constructing some of the contractors and supply chain issues are still reaping a havoc in the industry so Mm. it's simply slight it's delays to the settlement it's not actually a lack of settlements going through so all of their prop, all of their lots are selling out really yeah. quickly so um the other thing that's good is that the inquiry levels are starting to pick up again so as sales are not going through the roof and then modestly in downdraft there are inquiries coming through so i think with a lot of people it's about they're thinking that the uh interest rate peak is on the horizon um cuts are not on the horizon yet but in the near future so they're looking to get that fixed rate and then go into the variable rate is like starting now go fixed and then variable after that and so understanding that they're in a pretty good um they seem to be like riding the obviously interest rate cycles and the peaks of the cycles but the long-term outlook for them is pretty strong so we're going to look out for their report which is due on 23rd of august and then obviously reassess from there but okay. yeah buy at the About moment the because search. they have the real strength in the australia uh, the wa property market
2: okay all right. Uh, our next stock. Uh, Emma wants a view, uh, Grady on Platinum Asset Management. Ken Nielsen's previous uh, funds management empire. Yes. Still has a reasonable stake in it, I think as well. Hasn't, it? but yes. stepped away from the investment management yeah. side.
1: Yeah. Um. As we're seeing, it's a hold at the moment for the price target. Uh, what's our price oh, $1.56. Dollar fifty six. Um they are one of the leaders in the australian investment management space but they had in may funds was uh outflow of 324 million dollars and that's what we're seeing for quite a lot of these mm. um these uh investment managers um they come they have a portfolio of current of global exposure they have a diverse range across their portfolio. So that's obviously a good thing when you want diversification and things like that. But again, outflows are 1.8% of the opening, including 137 million from previously announced institutional investor. So people are piling out and that's not what you want to see in an investment manager. Um, Farm has fallen from 18.2 billion at the start of the year to now 18 billion. Um, again, we expect this. there'll be a distribution of funds in June. But again, uh, farm outflow, it's not what you want to see. Um, the four-year results are likely. It's still got a, sh- a lot in there. But it has when, a lot when, when you compared you look at to that, like Magellan or something. Yeah, but yeah. when you look
2: at that graph, yeah, what well, they've lost $200 million, 200 they've million. still got $18 billion, billion dollars they're yes. earning uh, commission on, one point yeah. one asset. Um, yeah. Uh, doesn't seem to make sense. So it's not... Should still be reaping a lot of cash.
1: Yes, so they're still reaping cash. But again, I think at the moment investors are kind of looking at fund, any fund going out. So look no. at Magellan, for example, they've gone, they've mm. tumbled. But this is a better example than Magellan. But at the same time, we're looking at um, obviously inflationary pressure is having impact on the cost base. So we've got well, there's no no improvement is in sight. That's not expected in the near term. You're
2: not telling but, me an investment manager's salary. Oh, I would be on that any day. To, <laughs> t- tied to the minimum wage increase. No, oh, absolutely
1: no. not. They're not impacted no, no, no. by that. Oh. <laughs> wow, when
2: what? you said impacted by inflation, I thought, no, it no, 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 can't no, be no. wage inflation. No. Because
1: of the just the that. Their revenue base, the revenue right. base right. is expected okay. to be impacted right. by cost okay. inflation. Right. <laughs> not right. their salaries, uh. no. <laughs> if I was on that salary, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, but no, I hold at the moment just because of the farm outflow, yeah.
0: All right. What do you reckon? I reckon it's a sell. Um, I reckon this has been a shocker. Um, um, Yes, it it feels like they've got $18 billion every time I look at this for like years. You're right. Um, So why doesn't it make sense is because I reckon the margins are getting squeezed. So a chunk of that's institutional. And you speak to any in fund manager and they're all saying the clients are pushing back on margin. But it does have a bit, a lot of retail clients who pay like... Very pretty sizable fees. For me, it's the performance, you know, five-year performance, platinum international 5% per annum, index 10.2 right. per annum, you right. know. So that is not wow. something, even if you have a couple of really good years that you can turn around that long-term performance. Yep. Yeah. So I, like I'd, I'd sell it, it's cheap, 7% fully frank yield, 13 times earnings, right. that's good. Got no debt, but I like. It, it, John it, is, Seville, it is June.
2: Yeah. If you if you've ridden it all down. Yeah. And you've actually made some money elsewhere. <laughs> that's got to be a consideration. I, I would have
0: thought so. so. I mean, yeah. um, John Sevier was a good guy. Like when he, he sort of, I think off the cuff said at some point because it was ironic because he was not Magellan. Yeah. Um, was never own a funds management business that's in net outflows because right. they it just.
2: The share price will not turn around. So, would you not even touch anything in this sector at the moment?
0: Oh, I think I would. Like, uh, Magellan's an interesting one. Uh, you're the second person that has said that. Yeah. Um, it's They've got a lot of challenges. Their performance has turned, yeah. uh, it feels
2: like. Henry and Jennings has a right. hold on Magellan where everyone's still saying sell. Yeah. And almost used that. Exact phrase. It's interesting.
0: It's interesting because it's it's got like some deal makers there that I I think the sum of the parts at Magellan is worth more than the current market cap, but it's how they unlock it. But they've still got a massive problem, which is net outflows. I'd still see Magellan as a bit uninvestable. Pinnacle's, I think, a are, are good operator. Right. Challenges are, are sort of an offbeat one, but they own yeah. a business called Fidante, which owns a lot of mm. different fundies. Right. Um, yeah. But
2: it's okay. So you're not just
0: saying it's not the whole industry at all. No.
2: Just a couple of them. Yeah. Okay. And Magellan's interesting, uh, which always sparks my attention because I've still got the scars from <laughs> catching the falling knife. And. <laughs> uh, like lots of people uh, in Magellan in the past. All right, Nathan wants a view um, on Bellevue Gold. Ben, same advice as uh, as before?
0: Uh, Probably, and again, I would say that this is up there with Gold Road as a really well-managed gold stock. So take my comments with a bit of a touch of salt because I think you've got to form your own view. These guys have done an awesome job at getting quite a significant gold deposit into production. You know, it
2: doesn't come up much on the call. It
0: doesn't. It doesn't. I actually, because I think the question was actually originally about Drake Resources, which became Bellevue. Mm -hmm. Bellevue, Um, It is quite a short mine life, so that's just something I'd be aware of. But on the... On the positive, it's one of the lowest cost gold producers on our markets producing at like a thousand Australian dollars an ounce. Wow. So that's and gold prices at currently three thousand an ounce. Big margins. So I'll go a hold because I'm bearish on gold, but I think this is one of the better quality ones. Um it's doubled
2: since October.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. It's, look, they've done, the reasons, the reason from what I could work out it's doubled is that the management have done a great job at continually extending that mine life and also hitting production targets and exceeding production targets. So that's, that's a good tip. All right,
2: Grady?
1: Uh, yeah, bye. Um, so, first gold at the mine is expected in the second half of CY23. And I actually sat down with CEO, new CEO and managing director Darren Stralo at the Resources Rising Stars conference. So, I watched that back and I was just thinking, and I, that was, this was in May. And I said, six, out, six months out from first production, like, where are we at? What is your kind of value proposition? He goes, it's never been a more exciting time. They keep drilling to, as you say, extend the mine life. So they've got all this drilling going on. And as they see the grades and the thickness of the gold that's coming out, that just keeps extending the mine life. So it's exactly what you wanna see. Mm. Um, yeah, the Drake resources, I was like, cause I looked it up and I was like, Yeah. What is Drake Resources? And it just kept coming up with Bellevue. So I was like, oh, okay. So 2018, changed to Bellevue, had the Bellevue mine. Um, They've had a really strong management team for so many years now. And now the new MD and CEO, he's actually a really humble guy. And talking to him, he was like, I don't come in with wanting to be the lead guy and the head guy, I just want to play a part in getting this mine up and running and getting first production underway. So he's a really good guy. And I asked him because they just moved into the ASX 200 and I said, what does this mean ahead of first production? And he said, it really drives visib- visibility and brand awareness really, because you know, in, some investors invest in certain indexes and only in ASX 200. Mm. So given that it's now in the ASX 200, a lot of investors are starting to look at it. And that really puts Bellevue on a really good scale ahead of first production. Um, They've already got 12, 12 kilometers of underground development going, so they're still continuing to extend this mine life. And looking to continue growing so they've got five separate underground mining areas ready to keep continuing to grow especially as first gold comes through so wow. it's a really really exciting time Um, they had a f- uh, gold resources um, update on the first of may saying that their production and forecast show grade results of 100- 1130 grams per tonne of gold which is a really high up there amount and as um, ben said correctly they're really low cost mm. so Oh, understanding all of that. They're on time, on budget and ready to go. So can't wait to see the gold start pouring. I'm just,
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm just Good fascinated, sight, yeah. Faci- yeah. fascinated with a um, a humble resources executive. I know.
1: It was yeah. really nice. You, you,
2: usually they're <laughs> quite flamboyant now. Yeah. yeah well, he,
1: mind you, he just got off the plane from a 26-hour flight. Oh. So I was like, maybe he's just tired.
0: <laughs> the index inclusion <laughs> comment's interesting because
2: yeah. um, I've always found was even on the brink of the top two no yeah, i wouldn't i wouldn't it know it came in that and it
1: replaced base? oh who did it replace i can't remember who it replaced yes, couple
0: appen maybe
1: map maybe <laughs>
0: <laughs> to go back in against me
1: yeah because it was that big yeah, yeah. massive yeah. it's um
0: sometimes it like for people watching at home Sometimes it can be a really good thing because as Grady said, there's a whole lot of investors that can't invest if you're not in the 200. Right. Yeah. And sometimes it can be the worst thing ever because mm. if you're one of those more specky companies that just through hype or whatever's got into the 200, the guys can look at it, the ETFs have to buy. They right. then will automatically put their shares into pools where um, hedge funds can borrow them to short. Oh. So stock oh. can become available and then they, they can go. that's sure. one thing always to look for, they go, they go after them. Ah. Yeah, so sometimes you'll see like a wee bit Nano or yeah. you know one oh, yeah, of these yeah. ones, like they might go under 300 and then you think, oh, that's great, it's going on, you know, this yeah, is yeah. on the way up and the share price can drop 30%. It's because stock becomes available to short. Yeah. So it's not always good. Never, uh, I,
1: I would never have thought before.
0: that, yeah. yeah. That's
2: yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay, so... So what are you saying about this? Well, I, th- this
0: to me is a, a cash-producing, mm. got real assets. So the ones you'd right. be careful of are the ones where there's been a lot of that debate about $2 billion market cap, but it's not profitable and right. it doesn't... Story. Um, yeah. Right, story. <laughs> Howard, story. Uh, they're the <laughs> ones that these <laughs> guys would start pouring over and going, can we think and then can we trigger something here because we can now get the stock to short it and make some money.
2: Uh, and you have investors that sort of vulture fund investors oh, just the, go into that. The shop. hedge so funds, the to... funds, the long short funds,
0: the quants. Yeah, wow. there's a big pool of capital okay. looking for that.
2: Fascinating. All right, let's get on to our next stock. And Ben, Les wants a view on, it's in Genia, is it? Or Ingenia. Ingenia, Ingenia, Ingenia. Ingenia Communities Group, another property group, but in that lifestyle, senior holiday community rentals, 110 properties along the eastern seaboard
0: bit similar to Cedarwoods, a bit different. Um, so yeah. these guys do more like retirement communities. Yeah, over 50s. Over 55s um, yeah. in regional, like New South Wales, okay. Queensland. So, and, and also like, uh, you know, the, like the holiday parks, current ca- ca- camping ground caravan sort of. Yep. Um, I'd be more careful on this one than Cedarwoods. I would rate Cedarwoods above this business because I think there is a more discretionary nature to this one. It's also like the land and the land banks they own are more regional and therefore are more susceptible, I guess, to what's going on with interest rates, et cetera, at the moment. Um, It's not like a young family that does need to live somewhere. These decisions to go into retirement, things can be put off if if need be. And so they they actually had a kind of a semi-downgrade recently where they said, um, the sales pipeline had dried up. Um, the purchases were becoming more hesitant. Can't really see that ending. And they've got debt again. Like it's not, again, it's not like it's fairly conservative, but if your interest costs go from two to six, like it's going to happen for them just as it is for us. Um, yeah, 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 That takes off the P&L. It's just straight yeah. off yeah. the bottom line. Yep. So um, be a bit careful. Okay. So no fear. Sell. Sell. Sell.
1: Sell. Um, I actually go with a buy because City and Ordmin have a buy um, and UBS has a hold recently downgraded from a buy. I agree with everything Ben said, rising interest rates are hurting sales 100%. Um, But what we saw during the COVID pandemic and what we're seeing around Australia is a lot of people are wanting to choose the regional lifestyle now. And it's especially in WA. So Dunsborough, classic example, the the, um, mayor down there is looking to double the uh double the citizens down there double the population to f- from ten thousand to twenty-four thousand over the next five years right. so we're needing these developments okay. but
2: this is on the it's east coast it's different
1: yeah this is on the east coast for one and it's older people for two so it's right. retirees and things like that so again nothing wrong as, with older people nothing wrong with older people old people are the best i'm getting older it's great um, it's <laughs> but <ribbon>. the thing <laughs> the thing about them is they have the underlying revenue driven from the holidays part which yeah. they're seeing is at record highs they're sold out across the holidays. So is that division. a big part
2: of the business as I think well? Because ca- you would think yeah. it's pretty chunky, I think. It's pretty yeah, yeah. hefty, yeah. And that should be okay. That should yes. be all right. For affordable Which holidays. is great. Instead of going <laughs> exactly. to New Disneyland, you go yep. to Foster. You're going to, oh, yeah.
1: I know where I'd prefer and oh, it's yeah. not on a plane <laughs> <laughs> at the moment. So flights are like 6,000 return right oh, now right. to Europe. So um, we're seeing a lot more demand for the local holidays with cost of living pressures, especially biting at the hip pocket. So they've got um, sellouts across most of their lots for the holidays holiday uh, rentals over the next year and into the next into 2024 they also they confirm their guidance range of 19.1 to 21.5 cps for fy23 so understanding we've had a lot of guidance downgrades this is pretty good that they're keeping it in check and they're going to meet guidance and that was released on the 7th of june so understanding that they do have some um, commitments and communities underway being built um, 18 communities already underway 606 in um, at a place in Morissette, new south wales Central Coast and another one in Newcastle with 122 homes fully committed to but to buy as well so with that in mind right. um, they do have some obviously they are being hurt as Ben said the sales pipeline is drying up but they do have commitments so they're at least able to weather the next few years especially with the holiday division really driving revenues there okay Yeah. alright
2: uh, and our final stop for today Gary wants a view uh, Grady on Paladin the uh, the big uranium Explore.
1: Yeah, this right. one's really exciting. Now, we actually had our analyst who does the um, analysis of this company on um, a webinar last week to talk about the nationalisation of the Namibian government. So, their Langer Heinrich mine is in Namibia and the government's come out a couple of weeks ago saying, the Namibian government saying they're going to do what the Chilean government did with lithium and take a major stake in all mining projects. So, that naturally caused a sell-off in the Paladin mm-hmm. Energy price. Just but yep. a week after, as you can see, it's gone back up the government said no there's an exception anyone who's fully permitted by us already can we're not going to touch it so Again, they've benefited from that. Um, What we like about this company is obviously uranium, it's coming back. I know there's been a couple of false starts with the uranium story, but with governments really considering it and adding it to their decarbonisation movement through nuclear power, it really puts uranium on a big upside. Um, The Langer Heinrich mine was on care and maintenance mode since 2018, but it's now back under construction and ready to go in the, uh, it's expected the first first upside the first upside we see is that their production's first expected in March 2024 so not that long away from first production and construction of their mine um, and they've got near term contracts and understanding the uh, outlook for the price of uranium set to hit 100 US dollars per pound, according to the Global Uranium Conference. I don't know how credible that conference is, but um, it's expected to keep continuing going up as supply right. side is quite low. So, okay. with this in mind, the company's coming online. Um, Namibia is also one of the biggest uranium producers in the world. So, with all of that in mind, the company has the mine. They're ready to go. They're back on yeah. track, and they don't have to give the Namibian government anything. So, okay. it's All right. a, it might it's be a buy. big,
2: but we're the Saudi Arabia of yeah. uranium, aren't we? In this country, yeah. it's such an interest, interesting sort of sector. This one, Ben, because you know we're, we keep mimicking how the story for uranium <laughs> has always been great. Hasn't yeah, it, it has. It has, it has been. You can reach. Um, your carbon targets uh, better through uranium for a baseload than than you can for coal or, yep. or mm-hmm. gas as well uh, a whole lot cheaper there's not much supply of uranium at the moment but there's so much in mothballs yep. yeah. at the That's moment right. around the world that can come on stream like that
0: Yeah. Um,
2: so it'd be cheap as well yeah, yeah. yeah. I just uh, I
0: don't know it's mind boggling that we're not talking about it in australia because yes. we have yeah. so much of it here yeah and like it, a lot of it if, if a mine gets discovered that has got uranium the biggest problem that a mine faces is what do we do with the uranium yeah um, because they can't sell it
1: yeah
2: so it's bizarre well the, the biggest mine in the world's um olympic dam
1: right? yeah in South a, australia lot big, a lot just of uranium comes there. out of there and yeah. honeymoon yeah. as well with yeah. uh, boss energy they've got theirs but they're fully permitted so yeah yeah um, and they their first production set for December America's this
0: year on board, yeah. With uranium, yeah,
1: yeah, um, yeah.
2: Apparently, you can get these now mini nuclear reactors that, yeah. that are safe, it's not like you know the big reactors that have yeah. blown up in uh in uh Russia and, and well, Japan. they reckon like yeah. a,
0: Olympic Dam could run off a little reactor, right? It's one wow. of the biggest power, um like burning assets in South Australia. Wow. wow. Because it's producing... Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. yeah. so yeah. logical, but yeah. Yeah,
2: there's
0: a ban on it. So, yeah. um, but, but the price
2: doesn't seem to move much, does it?
0: It doesn't. Like, uranium's been in this long-term funk. I don't know if you remember, but back in yeah. 2010, it had this massive boom, and it was like the lithium stuff's been in the last year. Yeah. Everyone was... It was like little uranium pot stocks popping up all over the place, and then it went into a 10-year yeah. funk, effectively. Um, and the only... Th- Thing I'd say with paladin is mm. like I call them the small cap mafia. There's when you look at a lot of the the fundies in the small cap space, they are so bullish on uranium. Mm. So right. there's a lot of money that's already gone into this. I, f- I feel like it's a bit of a crowded trade, but right. I can also see the logic in why they like it so much oh. because the demand is going to go like yeah, that, yeah. and the supply is going to be constrained. And supply's not going to come on if the price isn't higher. So yeah. the guys that are in production are going to get that benefit. Yeah, oh so I'll go a hold just because I think right. great outlook, but um, Namibia still worries me a bit. Yeah, like, that was all. <laughs> they have effectively just nationalised their oil and gas industry. Yeah, right. Um, would you nationalise Palandon? Well, it's not making any money at the moment, so right. Probably not, not
1: until a good it does. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. when it does, yeah,
2: there yeah you get They might All be right. knocking
1: then. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, let's recap the uh, the final five stocks: uh, Cedarwood Properties, uh, buy from Grady, a hold from uh, Ben. Uh, Platinum, a hold from Grady, a sell from Ben. Uh, Bellevue Gold, um, a buy from Grady, a hold from Ben. Even. As we know, he's not not a gold bull, but um, likes the this particular company. Uh, Ingenia, a buy from Grady, a sell from Ben, and Paladin, a buy from Grady and a hold from Ben. Um, ben Clark from TMS, good to see thanks. you. Thanks, Ben. Yeah. Great, uh, uh, thanks, Grady. Grady Wolf from Bell. Thanks,
1: good thanks to so see much. You. Good to
2: see you. Both. I said that's why we had to get into it really quickly uh, at the start of the show. These two always had a lot of good stuff <laughs> to say, and we just crept in by a minute uh, <laughs> to the end of the show so great timing uh thank you everyone for sending in your stocks as well a fascinating bunch today if you've got any other stocks you'd like us to cover and for me to put to our expert panel go to osbiz.co slash call or tweet us using the at TV handle more of osbiz after this more of the call same time tomorrow see you then